What's up, everybody? You're listening to the Marketing for the Uninhibited podcast. If you're ready to unleash your marketing potential and crush your small business goals, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Miranda Rodriguez. Over the past four and a half years, I've helped hundreds of small business owners achieve big dreams with small strategic marketing steps. When I say big dreams, I'm talking quitting that part-time job, five times in your income, or opening your first brick and mortar. On this podcast, I'll teach you how to market your business with laugh out loud personal stories, real life client examples and the occasional f-bomb because let's be honest marketing your small business is so much more than just a marketing problem grab your earbuds and let me show you how marketing your business can be simple doable and fun What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Marketing for the Uninhibited podcast. You're listening to episode number 157, and we have another special guest here today. I feel like I learned so much in this one-hour conversation, so if you're like me and you've been hearing the term human design, you've been seeing manifester, generator, all, you know, what's your profile, what are your numbers, like kind of all these buzzwords floating around, especially on Instagram and in the online business world. Um, I, I was familiar with the terms, but I didn't really know what they meant. And I certainly didn't know what they meant when it came to myself. So today I'm joined by guest Amber Keys. Amber Keys is a business success mentor who began her human design journey in 2014. She is deeply passionate about this system as the quintessential tool for all things business. And she loves weaving her expertise in simplified business strategy emotional regulation tools, mindset, and human design to help her clients create their life and their business on their terms. She says the best thing about her work is watching her clients unsubscribe from unhelpful societal shoulds and step fully into their creative power, especially when it comes to making money doing what they love. When she isn't helping her clients with confidence, clarity, or consistent sustainable income, she is walking her dog, making memories with her son, and enjoying the life that her business affords her. So today on the episode, we talk all things human design. She gives me an introduction to my own chart and what that means. She also goes through all of the profile types, and then she explains why it's, she thinks it's so important to understand an human design as a tool for business. And really, this is the way I position it is like it's it's just another way to get to know yourself. So you have the Enneagram system that I know a lot of you are familiar with, you know, back, well, and I know that these are still relevant in, in certain areas today too, but like there are different personality tests, tests like Myers-Briggs. I also ne- like don't discount the love languages. I think those are still very important too. So these are all just various ways to get to know yourself. And human design, as you'll find out, is a kind of incorporates uh, a lot of different aspects of astrology and maybe a little bit of, I don't want to butcher it, you know, this, I'm not the human design (laughs) expert here. So I'm going to let Amber talk to you all about human design. If you've been curious about human design, if you are into human design yourself, then this is a great episode for you because um, I'm obviously a total newbie when it comes to these things. And so she, she really breaks it down in a way that's easy to understand and then also to see why it's so important um, when it comes to the business conversation and how you run your business, the goals for your business, the way you show up to create content or deliver your products and service, your services to the world. So um, tune into this episode. And if you want to learn more about Amber, you can learn more at www.amberkeys.com. 
That's Amber, A-M-B-E-R-K-E-Y-E-S, keys.com slash services. You can find her Facebook group at Your Life, Your Biz, Your Way with Human Design. She's on Instagram at amber.keys. And she has a very special discount code for all of the listeners today. So you can get $111 off a 90-minute human design discovery session with code uninhibited. And I will put all of this in the show notes so you have access to Amber. Um, What a wonderful resource. And so today, again, what we're talking about is human design and how we can leverage it in our marketing mindset and manifestation and why integrating the system with your business is so important, um, whether it's because of how you lead your business, how you operate in the world. There's just so many things you can learn about yourself that then you can take and implement in your business. And it just makes things more aligned and hopefully easier for you. So I hope you enjoy this conversation with Amber and I. If you love what you hear or you had a great takeaway, be sure to send me a message. You can text me or DM me or um, screenshot the episode and tag Amber and I on Instagram. Thank you so much for listening today. I'll be back with you next week. Welcome to the podcast, Amber. Thank you so much for being here. You you all do not know what it took for us to get to this recording. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so I am very excited to have this conversation today and during the full moon, no less. So I'm yes. excited about this. Um, today, Amber is going to talk to us all about human design and manifestation and marketing. Um, and we're just going to kind of see where the conversation goes. So welcome, Amber. Do you want to tell people a little bit more about you? Yes, thank you so much for having me. So um, my name's Amber Keys, and I am a business success mentor, and I focus on human design for mindset marketing and manifestation. Um, those are my big areas of expertise, I would say. Um, I have a background a pretty diverse background. Um, I came up, I studied psychology, got a master's in social work, worked Fortune 500, worked a nonprofit, um, worked in a number of sales capacities. So um, the work that I've always done though has really been guiding people to be really successful in whatever it is that they do. And so for anyone out there listening who's familiar with human design, I am a 3-5 generator. Um, so for me, I love helping people to love the work that they do and to find satisfaction in the work that they do. Oh, that's so great. I'm so excited to learn more about this. So only just before we started recording, did I learn that I was a pure generator. A one, You probably will explain this, but a 1-3 generator. Like, how do you yes. introduce yourself in human design? <laughs> yes. How do we introduce ourselves? Right. It's kind of like the, I'm a Pisces sun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so in human design, typically um, what we talk about is your profile, um, which is the two set. It's a number. Um, it's two numbers separated by a slash and then your type. So when we talk about profile and type, it tells us, um, it tells me how someone moves through the world and a little bit more about their personality, what drives and motivates them. So typically 
Um, you would say your profile. So I'm a three, five, you're a one, three. Um, and then the type that you are sometimes what's interesting about yours is it says pure generator. Um, but folks will often also introduce themselves and they'll say an emotional projector, clinic manifester. So the inner authority, um, mm -hmm. pure generator, it's sort of implicit that your sacral is defined and therefore your, um, inner authority. This, so what does the, and what are the types? Should we start there with just like, what are the categories in human design? Um, what people, so I'm a pure generator, you're a generator. Okay. So it might be good to start with even just contextualizing a little bit about human design for folks who, um, who aren't aware. So for those out there who aren't aware, human design is, and it's probably, I think at this point, kind of hard to have not heard about human design because I feel like it's everywhere online now, but mm -hmm. um, human design is a synthesis of ancient human mysticisms um, and systems that people used to come closer to God, the universe, divinity. So most recognizable, it's a synthesis of five systems. So most recognizable is astrology. Um, but then we also have the Chinese I Ching, the Kabbalah tree of life, and then the Hindu Brahmin chakra system. So all of these come together to form one single body graph. And that body graph gives us information about how you move through the world, how you lead and impact others, as well as how you are here to really learn and um, be conditioned by others. So these all come together and then they sort of merge with modern day science now. So we've got quantum physics and the discovery of neutrinos, um, as well as the human genetic codes. So if you go, if you choose to go deep into it, um, you can sort of see how all of these systems come together and they create this really beautiful picture that now in modern day is also backed by um, or reinforced by some of the scientific pieces um, of the last 50 or so years. So how did you get into it? <laughs> That's a good question. So I was introduced to human design um, back in 2014. So my son was a baby and um I exist in a number of spiritual and new age spaces and groups. Um, and so I believe it was my son's first birthday. A friend of mine sat me down with his laptop and was like, let me show you this thing. And so he was actually, he didn't, he had pulled up my son's chart. And then he was like looking at my mom and he was looking at me and he was, you know, talking all this stuff. And I was like, Whoa. that's all fine and well. Right. But my son was just a baby and I was like, okay. Mm -hmm. Um, but what was really interesting is over time, he would just send me things to look at after that. And what really got me hooked into human design was my son who was one watching him animate as a human being, like watching his personality come out and watching the way that he moved and watching just his sort of rhythms 
-hmm. his chart came to life. Mm -hmm. And so that was like, so cool to see how, you know, we are born as these pure, perfect beings who are meant to move through the world in a certain way. Right. And having this front row seat to what that looks like and then understanding how we've been conditioned away from ourselves by society, our culture, our families and relationships. Yeah. So how does that I mean, I'm so curious about this. I guess from a parenting perspective, like how did that know having that information when he was so young, how did that influence the way you parented him? Yeah, I love that question. So, and we can talk about the types in this way too. So what's really interesting. So when you pull a chart based on your energy anatomy, it really, based on what's defined and undefined, we can see um, what your type is in human design. And then that helps us to understand how you move through the world, for example, right? It helps us to understand your innate tendencies and how you can create and work and build and collaborate with others and relate to others. So um, there's five types in human design. So I'm a generator Mm -hmm. and what, and I, this is part of what really got me into human design too, is I had like my very own human design playground in my house. So Mm -hmm. I'm a generator. So I know myself, right. My partner is a projector um, his daughter is a manifesting generator. Cool. And then our son is a manifester. And then the person who became my human design mentor was a reflector. So I was actively working with all of the types. So I could see, right, how we are naturally built to move through the world. So when it came to parenting my son, He's a manifester, so he's only 9% of the population. Mm. Um, So he's relatively rare um, as far as types go. Mm -hmm. And the interesting thing about manifestors as well is they are here to really lead, to impact, and initiate. Their auric structure is set up to be sort of producing and creating and sharing things with the world. And so from a parenting perspective, being able to see the way that my son moved, being able to see, and I'm a generator, so generators are like the most active types. Let's say we have sacral energy, so we can go and go and go. Um, But watching him and his rhythms and how when he was inspired, he could take action and he would get really into the thing and then he would need a rest, right? So seeing how our energies worked and then not like enforcing on him because maybe I could have gone to the beach all day. Like he goes to the beach and is ready to leave in 90 minutes to two hours or whatever, right? Like seeing how he rolls versus, right, his natural tendencies and making space for those, right? Because in society, right, we live in this very capitalistic culture where it's sort of like, you know, you're born and you go to school and you get a job and you fulfill these roles and it doesn't really matter who you are, what you want or how your energy works, right? right? Mm -hmm. And so- being able to parent with human design has been really amazing. Um, 
because it's allowed me to protect the integrity of who my son was born to be. Right. Um, instead of forcing him to be more like me or to be more like his dad or to be more like anyone else, like he just is who he is. Mm. So um, I bring that lens really into every single thing that I do, right? That we are who we are. And I love human design because it's this really great tool for not just self-acceptance, right? But acceptance of others, Um And it really helps us to make space for uniqueness and individuality. Yeah. And just understanding, right? Like it's just a whole new layer of understanding, like as a a parent, for example, understanding what your son needs or where he thrives and what type of environments um, I think is really important. And I think in general, it's just helpful to like get to know your kids, which is something that I think. Mm -hmm our generation is kind of changing. I feel like, you know, where we are making space for that personality to come through last night. We, my stepdaughter loves to do a full moon ceremony. So we like take, we go outside and we take our sage and we have a little cauldron and a little copper cauldron. And so we like went and found the moon and then um, she just, she's so spiritual. Sometimes it catches me off guard because she, I mean, we, it's not like we talk about spirituality, yes, and the universe and all of these things, but it we don't have any, it's not like we go to church or anything, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and she just, it's just like innate and it's really fun to watch this part of her like come to life, you know? And she just says these things and you're like, where did you get this? Because we went and found, mm-hmm. we couldn't see the moon from our yard. So we went and found it. And then she, she like sat right down and she's like, I have to sketch this real quick in my notebook. And then her pen wasn't working. And so I said, well, let's just go back to the yard and we can do our little ceremony. And she was like, yeah, that's fine. I'll always have the moon in my heart. I know mother goddess would never leave us alone. And I was like, wow, (laughs) Wow. yeah, you know? And so I just think it's, it's so cool when you get to know your kid and you give them space and room to be themselves, just to kind of watch that unfold as they grow up is really, just really cool. And then to have this as a tool for parenting too, um, to utilize, you know, I would, so I know we'll tie this back to business, but I would imagine from a business perspective that it's kind of similar, right? Like you are able to deepen those relationships with your clients because you get to know them better through that. Yeah, absolutely. It is. I mean, I think human design really is. It allows us, you know, it's, I think you're dead on with how like our generation has likely been socialized. Right. And so we're working on breaking that cycle and really making space for our children's individuality and, I see a lot of what I do with my clients. I work with entrepreneurs. And so even though my clients are fully grown, I think, you know, for most of us who are millennials or above, there hasn't been space for us to be individuals, right? So when we come to entrepreneurship, we tend toward, right, we'll surrender our power and we do the strategy that the person who makes all the money hands down to us without even questioning, like, does this align for me? Right. And so 
in my work with clients, it's really helping them to embrace their individuality and to embrace the way that they want to run their business and to create a business that supports them, that's sustainable, right? Without burning themselves out Mm -hmm. or surrendering or having to somehow compromise the values that they carry internally. Mm -hmm. And so it really helps to And for some of my clients, this is the first time we're having those conversations of like, what do you, if you could do anything, what would you be doing, right? If you could sell anything, what would you be doing? And giving them permission to actually start to express their authentic, individualized, like unique perspective and leadership into the world. Yeah. And I think, I think so many people want that. I mean, I have clients that come to me too, and I actually had one, one time and she put in the form that she wanted to, she wanted authentic marketing and, Mm -hmm. and we can work towards that. Yes, of course, but there is no template for authentic marketing. It's all up to the individual. And so having something like human design, which helps you get to know yourself and understand how you move in this world and how you're perceived and all these other things, I feel like is just the first step because then what you and I do with business owners is help them once they have that, well, you help them get to know themselves and that's part of my work too. But then once they are there and they've gotten to know themselves, it's like, okay, now how do we put this into a business form? Like, what does this look like Mm -hmm. when it comes to the way I plan or the way I schedule, you know, and some people, they really like a structured schedule, you know, and they Mm -hmm. thrive in that environment. I do not. And that's actually something, um, I had to work a lot on in life coaching because it was, it was something I thought I needed. And I think it's something we hear in the space all the time where people there, I mean, and there's so many like time hacks and schedule hacks and calendar hacks, you know? And so I was in this phase where I was, putting everything on my calendar, like my Google calendar with a time block. And it was stressing me the fuck out in my, (laughs) I was like, why are you doing this? You know, what do you, what are you supposed to be gaining from this? Because whatever it is, you're not, you know, I realized I have the capacity to hold all of that in my head. Like I can, I can think through my to-do list. Sure. I'll jot down notes or the important priorities, you know, I'll, I'll write down for the day, but I don't need time blocks. I don't need some rolling to-do list that overwhelms me. And yeah. my fiance, on the other hand, you know, he just got, um, a late, like an adult diagnosis of ADD that we figure, you know, he's had forever. And so he Mm -hmm. likes that he thrives in that environment and he's a completionist. So if he has a to-do list, if it's not on that list, it's not getting done, you know, and that's how he operates. And he, he thrives in that structure where he knows, okay, I know I just need to do these things and then, you know, whatever he can go about his day. And so it's just that, that level of understanding of yourself and then being able to create a marketing plan or a business plan Mm -hmm. or a communications plan that is aligned with your strengths instead of trying to force yourself into these templates, you know, that, that may not work for you. 
And in human design, right? With human design, you have your inner authority that helps you to make decisions, right? Life is nothing but a series of decisions. How do I want to structure my business? Where do I want to engage with my audience? What is, do I want to offer this or do I want to offer this? Do I want to have a group program or one-on-one? Do I want to do opt-ins and funnels, right? And and being an entrepreneur, right? It, we have this, we're constantly being barraged with the choices, right? And so what's really cool about human design is yes, we can get you clear. And it's actually really interesting because one of the first things I do with my clients is help them set up a schedule that works for them because that's also in your human design. You can see, right? To structure, create safety, Do you need more openness and fluidity, right? Um, And so, but we come back into that inner authority, right? How do you make decisions from a place of alignment for yourself? How do you recognize when something is meant for you? How do you recognize when an opportunity or invitation is correct for you, Mm -hmm. right? Instead of just going through this, like, like you said with your coach, right? Who said you had to time block? Who said you needed to time hack yourself or you needed to be as productive, right? Where you needed every moment of your day scheduled, right? Who says that? And is it true? I think human design gives us that permission slip to start asking, like, does this work for me? Is it true for me? Like, it's great that it worked for you, right? But is it true for me? It doesn't have to be. I think that's such a great question just to start with the awareness. Is this, is this true for me? Does this work for me? Because so much of in the beginning, it's just kind of observing your own behaviors and your own patterns. Like, okay, does this, and even just pausing and really like putting your hand on your heart and sitting like, okay, is this, does this work for me? Does this feel good for me? And so much of what I think so many of our answers can like come up in that way. If you just take a moment and pause and I've been trying to focus, well, you know, because you've been on the receiving end of some cancellations, but we have so many home things going on right now. And I find myself like getting really rushed and anxious. Like when people are not following up, um, because I feel like, okay, I'm going to forget. And if I don't follow up, you know, um, but then I, this week I've really been trying to practice, giving the universe time to work its magic. And that is like such a helpful thought for me. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. have to rush this process. I can just, okay, I'm going to like, the universe knows what I want in this situation. I've put it out there and now I need to just kind of release any anxiety or stress or urge to rush the process. And then it's amazing when you can like kind of ground back down into yourself and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, I, I can just trust what's happening here. Mm-hmm. And yes, I find that with clients too, when I sense this urge where they're, they're kind of, you, you feel the energy, right? Like when they're coming to you with a question and it's kind of like urgent and panicked and you're like, okay, hold on, what's the rush here, you right. know, or what's coming up for you. And then giving them space and a place to like pause and kind of articulate what they're feeling is super helpful in the decision-making process. Yeah. And I want to go back to what you just shared also about yourself and that word trust, because that is such, 
So you, and you don't know anything about human design. And this is the fun part for me. Cause I know I can, I've seen your chart, right? So I'm like, wow, when people, when my clients, even you, when people talk to me, I can hear their chart coming through them. Right. Wow. That is the most generator thing that you could do when things are feeling stressful is to sort of lean back and trust and be like, you know what, what, whatever's meant to be is going to come to me, mm-hmm. right. Being ready to respond to what comes in, but not trying to force it and not trying, right. The more we try as generators to control the outcomes or the people or whatever, right. The more frustrated we become, the more right out of alignment we become, And so the work for the generator, right, is, and it's coming back and knowing, okay, I've done everything that I can do and whatever is meant to be is going to come in. Like that is generator in a nutshell. I love it. That's amazing because I know nothing about it, but here I am like, yet, like you said, my chart is coming to life. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. So, so in terms of helping people um, identify things like this, you know, like this is my own work that I've realized about myself. You know, I need to let go and I need to ground myself. And so like today I did yoga and then I meditated, you know, and I have practices in place. Um, do you help your clients kind of figure out how to reconnect with themselves once they have this information? Yes. So, um, as I mentioned, my background is in social work. So um, it's interesting because I do bring a body-based and trauma-informed lens into human design, into business, into work. Mm -hmm. Um, Before I was doing this work, um, I did spend time working in homelessness. I spent time researching um, the effects of trauma on women and children, right? I, I worked in homelessness. I worked in substance abuse and I've worked with, you know, some of the most traumatized humans on the planet. Um, and I say that because even though I was working with a subset of humanity, we all, again, right. That conditioning that we carry right? That trauma from childhood, we are all moving through the world with trauma. And so the work that I do, sort of the magic, I think people, people are always surprised (laughs) when they work with me, because they're like, I thought I was going to come and you were going to like, put my business in order and everything was going to be how it was. And actually, when I worked with you, I was shocked that, you know, we, we took the time to examine, right? What's true, what's real for me? What's my conditioning? You mentioned urgency, right? Urgency is a trauma response, yeah. right? If I have a client who comes in and it's like, nope, I've decided I got to do this and it's got to be done by tomorrow. And then I, I know, right? They're moving from trauma and conditioning and we can come back to their chart and see, like I can see where people might be, they're going to lose or spin out. They're losing energy mm-hmm. because the fears will creep up. I don't know enough. I need a new certification. Mm-hmm. I need to study. I need to belong. I need to do this. All the cool kids are doing this, whatever it is. So um, 
So a lot of the work that I do with people is help them to really drop into their body. And again, not just recognize what's a yes for me, but recognizing where am I moving from trauma? Where am I moving from conditioning? Where am I not moving? Right. When I should be moving, where am I letting my conditioning, my imposter syndrome, my self doubt, Mm -hmm. lodge itself between me and the thing that I really desire in my business. Right. So I would say, even though like, I do think business success mentor really encompasses what I do. I think probably 90% of it is supporting the whole human in front of me. Yes. And that is, I mean, in that, I feel like in a marketing from a marketing lens, that is the the less sexy part of it. Like it's hard to sell that because it, to me, when you say that, I'm like, Oh gosh, this is going to be a deep work. You know, like Mm -hmm. I know my work with Amber, we're going deep and some people, I don't think they know they want that or they need that, you know? So when they come to me or you with this surface level business problem, and then you can identify, oh, okay, this is actually like an old insecurity or this is conditioning because so many of the the issues that come up in business that I find, especially with the women is this, it's so much, so much of it is around insecurities or old conditioning. Mm -hmm. Someone told them, like, I have a client who she's constantly worried about stepping on people's toes in her industry. And so I know that somewhere in her past, you know, someone was, telling her that to mind her manners, to be polite, to not speak up, to not speak her mind, you know, and, and then even having a daughter and you have a son, it's when you're like, my um, daughter has a lot of grandparents. And so anytime we're in a situation now with grandparents, sometimes it's like my own childhood that comes up and I'm like, Oh, that's so interesting. Like they're saying things to her that they probably said to me, and this makes sense now why I hold back in this way. And so be sometimes just being able to identify it is really helpful. Yeah. Having well, the- and I always say like, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh no, go on. Um, it's interesting that <laughs> these crossovers too, because if you are an entrepreneur and this is something that I think more in the female spaces, we, I agree wholeheartedly, right. That we carry so much conditioning, good girl conditioning, people pleaser conditioning, imposter syndrome, like even when we're way overqualified, like the data backs it up, right? Men will apply for a job where they have like 30% of the qualifications, right? And women won't apply for a job unless they have like 80% or whatever the statistic is. But like, it's so interesting because I think we think of entrepreneurship and running our own business as like this very cut and dry, like I do A and then I do B and then I get C right? And what's interesting is if if you are an entrepreneur, I can almost guarantee that you have like a kink for <laughs> like mm-hmm. personal, like for self-sabotage, right? Or for personal growth, because like there's nothing like putting your heart and soul into your life's work and sharing it with the world, right? That will bring a mirror up to everything that you have collected over the years. <laughs> just like 
just like having a child, right? I think those are the two biggest ways. Like if you want to heal your life, if you want to grow, mm-hmm. have a child, watch that child go through the stuff that you went through or start a business, right? If you really want to know yourself, if you want to know where your insecurities and fears and doubts are, the moment you have to put that offer into the world, mm-hmm. right? Yep. It is not about the offer. It's about me and my worthiness tied into that offer and what happens if nobody buys it and what happens if everybody buys it and what happens, right? Yep. If somebody sends me a message and says, I think you're going to hell because you're doing this kind of work or whatever, right? Like it's that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. That gets in the way. And so we have so much that we have to unwind. Mm-hmm. And for me, human design is the way that we unwind so much of that. So in human design, I would imagine just like there are ways to identify your strengths and like how to play to them and plan for them, plan to them. Um, is the same, would the same apply then for criticisms as well? Like do different types handle I mean, I would assume yes, but like criticisms differently and how are they different? Yeah. So each type in human design has what we call like a signature energy. So when you're using your energy appropriately and you're following your clear yes, Mm -hmm. right? You experience your signature energy that tells you you're in alignment. So For a generator or a manifesting generator, that's satisfaction, right? It's that feeling of like a job well done, right? I got to the end of the day and I I used my energy appropriately and I connected with people and I did the things I was supposed to do. And like, I can just crash into bed divinely exhausted. Um, So generators and manifesting generators are going to account for 70% of humanity, And then the next one percentage wise is projectors. They're 20 ish percent. Mm. Um, And their signature is success. Um, And what that means is things. Success for a projector is that they're using, they're guiding people and sharing their wisdom with people who can hear it. Mm. When you share your wisdom with people who can hear it, They're like, thank you so much. This is amazing. I love you. You're amazing. So to go back to your question, right? A projector specifically, they're not self-energy is bitterness and resentment. Mm. So we experience our not selves internally. The not self, as I mentioned earlier for generator types is um, frustration. Like we're trying to force stuff to happen. Projectors, they experience bitterness and resentment. So that's when people will be like, talk to the hand. I don't want to hear what you have to say. You're speaking crazy talk and bullshit. Right. And so projectors especially are sensitive to negative feedback. Mm. Um, but it's actually an indication that that person is the wrong person for them. Right. Mm -hmm. That that person does not recognize their wisdom. Um, The other types, so really, I'll just really quickly share. So manifestors, um, they're 9%. And when they inform before taking action, when they let people in on their process, um, they experience a sense of peace. They want peace more than anything. 
um, when they don't inform other people of what they're up to or what they're doing or where they're going, um, they experience anger in two ways, right? One from people around them, because people are like, where did you go? I've been looking for you for three days. Or like, we had no idea where you went. And right. They experience anger inside of themselves because if people don't know, they're going to get up in your space and they're going to be like, what are you doing? Where are you going? They're going to want to know. And then the manifester will feel angry because someone's getting in the way of their creative process and their freedom. Interesting. Yeah. And then for reflectors, um, there's a slightly different, but they experience surprise and delight on, as their satisfactory or as their um, signature energy. So they just feel reflectors are open in all nine of their centers. So they're highly sensitive beings. Um, and so they are just pleasantly surprised, right, by the people they're surrounded with and everything that's happening in their life. That's how they know they're like a walking, talking barometer. Yeah. Um, so how they feel about their life, the outlook that they have actually indicates whether or not they're in alignment, they're feeling disappointed and dejected and alone or ignored, um, then that's a sign that they're not with the right people. Wow, that is all so interesting. So are you at a point now where you because I mean, as you're talking, I'm just thinking about like the different people in my life and which ones, you know, what you're saying kind of aligns with them or their behavior. So do you, are you able to identify now, like based on getting to know someone you just can guess? I can, yes, type. I can hear if an open center, which carries not self-conditioning is talking. Like I can, I can hear when people are talking, I'm like, I bet they have an open will. I bet they're defined in their G. I bet they're open in their crown. Like I can hear all of it. I can also hear when people talk to me, like their profile. So um, I can literally, it's funny because my clients now know the face that I get (laughs) when they'll be talking and something will click and I'll be like, I'm pretty sure And then I'll go to like pull up their chart to show them like, oh, here's what I'm hearing coming through, right? Mm -hmm. And so that helps us to really, I love it because it does, I've been doing this for eight years. And for me, it's the way that I live my life. I think human design is a system that if you really are willing to if you want to learn it, right. Quotes, learn it. It's actually by living it. Right. Right. And really experimenting with it, um, making a decision, right. Not knowing if it's the right decision and then looking for the signs, right. Well, how do I feel after I made that decision? Do I feel like I'm pushing the boulder up the hill? Do I feel super angry and resentful? Do I feel dejected and disappointed? Like that might've been a no, right? And I said, yes. And so, yeah, I don't know why I was telling you that, but (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Yeah, no, that, I mean, that's a good, well, because I was asking you if you can recognize it. Oh yeah. And so, yeah. Yeah. uh, So I've spent enough time right where I live with all of the types or I'm very close to all of the types where I understand when it's just a manifester being a manifester or when it's just a projector being a projector. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and it's not just a a bad or like a, a, 
it's a good thing where it's helped me in my relationship to say, okay, like if we're going to be doing housework together, like I need you to be the project manager and tell me what you want me to do. Mm -hmm. Right. And I'll tell you if I'm able to do that or not. Right. But we need to have a cook in the kitchen. My partner's a projector. So I'm like, okay, like, and if you want the house cleaned, right, then that's great. You tell me what my zone of genius, right. You put me in my zone of genius and you do your zone of genius. And then the house is together. You're the project manager. right? Mm -hmm. I'm not the project manager because I will wander around this house and I will pick something up from every single room and I will spend three hours cleaning. Right. And you'll never know. You'll never know I, I lifted a damn finger, right? So, um, so yeah, I think it just really, it helps me to manage almost everything in my life just to make space for my people, yeah. right? And to allow them to be who they are and to recognize, right? I can recognize with my son when he's in a not-self space. If my son's in a not-self space, he's a child. That means something's out of alignment in our house. Right. Right. You know, that gives me clues as to um, what I need to do. Right. How I can create an environment that supports and honors him. And I think because I've been doing this for the last eight years, it really is. I feel like it's it's effectively what I do for my clients, too. I just help them to learn, you know, how they work, give themselves grace and compassion instead of, because here's the thing, I have clients who come to me, like you said, they're trying to outrun that voice that tells them they're lazy, Mm. right? Or they don't know enough, right? And that voice that's telling them that it's not, it's not true, Mm -mm. right? And so a lot of that work and people, there's something about having someone point it to it in your chart and be like, no, it's not true. Right. And right. 1000%, right. That like, it's not true at all. Right. And if we know that it's not true, then what do we need to do? Like, we don't even need to spend time. Yeah. Um, and it depersonalizes some of it too. Right. If you know that 70% of humanity, you know, feels like they can't follow through on something. Mm-hmm. Right. Because 70, like, then you're like, oh, okay, well, I'm not alone. Because I think that's right. the other thing is we have these stories that we're telling ourselves mm-hmm. and we think it's just us. We think everyone else has their shit together, right? We think everyone else is just perfect and they never struggle and they never have these thoughts. And the reality is the thoughts are so real, right? Mm-hmm. And I've worked with enough clients at this point and I've heard the stories that I can say beyond a shadow of a doubt, right? I can normalize when people are, um, subscribing to unhelpful stories. 100%. And I think being able to identify it and then having, just having someone else in your life who can call it out, like observe what you're, I have a client who is constantly undershooting. Like she, she sets goals that I know are too low for her. And, and I know this because well, one, it's a pattern of hers that I've observed for the past yeah. few years that we've worked together And two, because she's always blowing those goals out of the water always every single time. And she, but she has this pattern of setting low goals and then beating herself up if she's not, you know, like it's halfway through the month maybe, and she hasn't gotten to her goal yet. And I have to remind her like, well, we're just halfway through the month, you know, it's only been two mm-hmm. weeks and, um, 
And then the last time she, you know, she had a goal for June based on some other stuff and she didn't think she was going to make it when we met. And there were like three days left in the month. And I just had to say like, well, you would normally sell this much in the next three days. So why do you think you won't, you know, and it's just calling it out, just Mm -hmm. speaking to what I'm observing and then helping her to develop a new pattern that is helpful for setting goals and achieving goals in her business. And that means for her not undervaluing herself, which I think, and, and this would go play into her, you know, her history and her trauma and her childhood. And there are so many things in her past that would point to the fact that she, yeah, she has never been allowed to live to that full potential, right? Like she has not been allowed to shine openly and brightly and entirely for various reasons throughout her life. Mm -hmm. And that's what I think we find with a lot of women is that for one reason or another, whether it's a partner or a parent or a boss or somewhere along the all of those, all of them, yeah, (laughs) like experience all of them. And so somewhere along the line, you just learn to turn the volume down and then you come to entrepreneurship and it's like, okay, well now we need you to turn it all the way up, but it feels weird as fuck and uncomfortable. And am I going to, like, I know, um, even for myself this year, I raised my prices and I used to think people that were charging what I now charge were like on some other planet, honestly, like that we could never relate in our backgrounds, you know? And so this speaks to my, um, my worthiness for that price. And then also like, there was a lot of guilt for me with the parents, my parents and their background, like, can making this much money be this, this easy? Like, is this, a, mm-hmm. you know, is this a thing? And then also not wanting to talk about that with my family because yeah. it's just so different when you're not trading hours for dollars anymore. And it's an entirely mm-hmm. different um, mindset shift. And I know, you know, and that's something when that comes up in a conversation with clients, I'm able to identify that right away and think, okay, we're probably not a good fit. Like if this is mm-hmm. your train of thought, you know, there are some things we can work on together. And then there are some things where it's just like, all right, I'm probably not a coach maybe is not what you're looking for. You know, maybe you're looking for someone to do the work. And so, um, I just think that these, these conversations are so important because you're right. Like it, and I have clients that ask too, and I'm sure you do, but they will just straight up ask me, am I the only one who deals with this? Like so much of What we work on, entrepreneurship can be really lonely, um, especially Mm -hmm. if you're not in a position where you can hire or invest yet, you know? And so to know that other people are going through these same things, even the ones that are making 10 times more money than you are still, they're dealing with something too. And, you know, it doesn't matter what the income is. Like everyone has insecurities and everyone has trauma and things that they're baggage that they've brought, you know, with them at this point. And so I think what you're doing is just so important and so helpful for people to work through that and then, and work with it. Right. Because some of us are still like your trauma is part of who you are, whether you release it, you work on it or not, it still has shaped you. Right. And can we come to and accept where we are in this moment? I think that's the other thing is right if we think we're alone, right, we're trying to drag these parts of ourselves that are trying to protect us Mm -hmm. forward, right, into the light, can it just be what it is right now? Can we feel, and something I work with my clients on is 
can we feel that fear? Can we feel that imposter syndrome? Can we feel that anxiety? And just lean into that edge and maybe go one inch over the line. Yeah. Right. And prove to this part of ourselves that's terrified, like, hey, we we put that post out into the world or that email or the offer and we didn't die. Right. Like, (laughs) you know, I, we live to tell the tale. Right. And now we have data that we can work with. So can we work on Mm -hmm. holding this part of ourselves with love and compassion and grace and taking a small step and then maybe taking a bigger step. Right. And then maybe an even bigger step. Right. And building that evidence that like, the two can exist at the same time because you are absolutely correct. The people who are making, you know, multiple six, seven figures, it's not that they don't experience those things, right? It's that they've learned that duality of I can feel this and still make money. Yeah. And still sell and still make offers. Right. And it's, it's also like, what are you making it mean about yourself if it doesn't work? Or the fact that you, I think some people think they shouldn't have fear or insecurities or that there is some, some place along the path of entrepreneurship where that stuff just goes away. And I think the more, the longer I've been in this and the more I do it and the more I invest in coaching and I have relationships with people who are farther along than I am, the more I've realized like, oh shit, you know, no, we're just all working on this forever and ever. Like there is, there truly is no destination. I mean, and maybe there is, maybe there's a, a number or an income or something where people think that they will have arrived, but then there will always be something else to work on. And I think there's an acceptance there too of like, okay, right. like accepting the the fears and the insecurities and leaning into them. It's just accepting that this is a journey, you know, and continual growth and work and it ebbs and flows, you know, like everyone will have moments that are in the same issues, right? Mm -hmm. The amount of money you're making might shift, Mm -hmm. right? So the problem will have maybe a slightly different face or a different flavor, right? But imposter syndrome is going to continue to rear its head. Yeah. Right. Self-doubt is going to continue to rear its head, but it's going to take on different forms. And that I think is also the case for, you know, investing in that support. You know, when you invest in support in your business, if it is the thing that you need, right, if these internal things are what are coming up, then you have that person who knows like, okay, like this is imposter syndrome 2.0. This is the the 10K version of it. This is the 50K version of it, the 100K version of it, right? And having the person who's like not even a little bit concerned or phased, right? Who's like, yep, yes. as to be expected, there it is, right? Because we, I agree, there's this belief that we're suddenly like wholly healed and our life is easy, right? Easy. When we hear people say it gets to be easy, that doesn't mean no challenges come up. It means that we have the tools and resources internally to cope with whatever comes up. Mm -hmm. We have the commitment to our business to keep showing up even when it's hard, right? 
that it never becomes, whether it's relationships, parenting, Mm -hmm. life, right? Life doesn't get easier. You get better at navigating the storms, right? Yes. Yes. I think that it's, that's a great full circle moment. And I think this is a good place to kind of like end part one, because this is like, I, well, and I want in the interest of time for everyone too, but I think this has been such a great, like first conversation. And then, Mm -hmm. so everyone now has homework to go figure out your human design profile. And Mm -hmm. then we'll come back with Amber. And I think we can do a more like a deeper dive, a more specific, because I want to go do some research too. Now that I have mine, you know, I'm like, so curious. I'm thinking, what do I have after this? (laughs) I think (laughs) 20 minutes where I can look it up, but so to end part one, do you have any resources or where can people go to find out more about you and about human design in general? Yeah. So, um, I mean, shameless plug, I'll say what I have to say about human design. So the thing about human design, um, and we've had this conversation a little bit, it's a deep and vast and wide system. There's so much to, there's so much to learn and synthesize and understand, but on the the other side of that coin, there's so much to misunderstand and then limit ourselves with. So I, I would say if you can avoid it, not going into too many Google rabbit holes, because you can Google human design plus anything. And like, I was looking through some stuff today just to, cause I'm doing a challenge in my group. Um, and I was, I wanted to make sure that I was speaking appropriately about something. And I had to go through like four or five different articles like the first four, I was like, this is not true. And this is not true. And this is not true. And if I was reading that, then I would think, for example, that based on my type, this was true for me, when in fact, it's not the truth. That was somebody else's filter. Now we all have filters. However, shameless self promo (laughs) here. Um, I really do my best. I think having a guide, it doesn't have to be me. Um, I'm on Facebook. My bit, my group is called your life, your biz, your way with human design. Um, this week in particular, this month of July, um, I am going back to basics in human design. So we are doing this week, actually, um, a challenge in my group. It's called the fundamentals of human design, and it's a three hour investment. It's a totally free program, but in that three hour investment, you will understand the context for human design, for your type, your strategy, and your authority. So how you take this complex system and you actually integrate it into your life so that, right, you're benefiting from the wisdom instead of, oh, let me go spend two hours reading six different articles or whatever, Um So, and I do my best to really present things in a way that it makes sense because some of the words in human design are just so like people, they can be really limiting or disempowering, right? People read the word wait in their strategy and they're like, okay, I guess I'll go sit on the couch and just literally wait and do nothing, (laughs) right? (laughs) You know, or they see the word martyr and they're like, oh my gosh, right? Or they, they just see these things and 
it can be really it can be really easy to get turned around, right? For researching human design to become the opposite. So um, you're welcome to join my group. Um, I do my best to share things, like I said, to make them digestible and applicable and to help guide people into the truth for themselves and to help them understand how to work with this information. Um, you can also check out my website, amberkeys.com. I have some information. I have a whole tab on human design. Um, so you can learn a little there. Um, but yeah, pull your chart. And then, um, if you come into my group, I always have folks introduce themselves as well. So, um, I do my best to really provide a lot of value. Um, for me, it's less about the information of human design and more, right. The me and you sitting down, looking at your chart to understand, right. Big picture you know, type strategy authority aside, right? Who are you and how do you work and where are you wounded and where are you a leader, right? How can we really embrace the leader and the impact that you came here to have, right? How can we build you up? Um, 20 minute long answer, but no, um, that was so good. Yeah. I mean, that's great. And, and I think having those resources is helpful. And then I was thinking, um, this is probably going to air the first week of August. So if your group will probably, your challenge will be done by then, but they can yeah. still go to the group. Right. And they can. Yeah. Yeah. Go- the group will right. always be there. I do challenges every month. Um, I it's sometimes it's human design. Sometimes it's business related. Sometimes it's, oh. Yes. I love it so much. Okay. So everyone, this is just part one. So you have to come back once you have a little bit of base knowledge, and then we'll go deeper into this conversation because then I want to really talk about like you were mentioning how you sit down with your clients and you really get to know them. And like, you know, that aspect of identifying your strengths as a leader, like what does it look like for you to be a leader? Um, and what does that mean? I mean, that, that is all very interesting to me. So thank you so much for all that you shared today and for being Mm -hmm. here and for all of your patience getting to this point. (laughs) Yeah. All in divine timing. Right. I think even the times where you were like, Oh, I can't do it. There was a part of me, right. Where I, I do believe this, right. It wasn't the right time. Um, I think talking even for me, like having the time to go, um, with creating this challenge, like it's really even brought me back into that foundational knowledge, which makes it really fun and easy to talk to you. So last one, exactly. I still could have done it, but now it's like top of my mind. Right. So. Yeah, it's perfect. Um, this was, this was so great. So I'll probably be reaching out to you with questions, but I'm going to, I'm going to try to join your group actually and do the challenge. So um, that would be awesome. Thank you so much yeah. for being here. Thank you. Hey friends, thank you so much for listening to another episode. If you loved what you heard today, take a screenshot of this episode and share it with your community on Instagram. Be sure to tag me at Marketing Uninhibited so I can share you with my community. And don't forget that you can achieve your big business dreams with small marketing steps. Talk to you next week.